Hey, I'm Rodrigo from District F in Houston, Texas, where we'll be hosting a youth-led conversation about the problems with policing in this country. We'll be joined by guest speaker Congressman Joaquin Castro. So make sure to tune in on November 7th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can register at bit.ly slash district FYC in all caps. Make sure to tune in and don't miss out. It's Stephanie Benciad. And Chris Chavis. And you're listening to The Urbanist. Unfiltered. Once an urban leaguer, always an urban leaguer. Houston area urban league young professionals and friends. Welcome to a new episode of the Urbanist Unfiltered. It's your girl, Stephanie Bencian. And this is Chris Chavis. So we have finished our uh, Boost My Ballot series, which was really fun to do. Quick little 10 to 15 minute episodes telling you guys how you can boost your ballot this, this season. Chris and political correspondent Quentin R. Giles held it down for us during the Boost My Ballot series. Thank y'all so much. It was so informative and so enjoyable to listen to. And we are back with another full-length episode. And thanks for that, Steph. Uh, yeah, Quentin has definitely stepped up to the plate, and he is bringing the heat when it comes to the politics, man. We appreciate him so much for filling in that role. Amen. So y'all know how we like to start it off. A little segment we like to call Grow and Glow. That's right. All right, Who Chris, you, you want to go first? Ah, yeah, I definitely go first. Man, I want to give a big shout out. Um, this is a big glowing moment to Kristen Welker with NBC News. She did a fabulous job with the yeah. Biden Trump debate. Um, and she represented, like, you know, uh, usually, uh, well, not usually, but. Sometimes the moderators uh, get more credit than what they deserve. But after that first debate, she clearly had to come in and and show herself approved. And she did. She did a very good job on making sure that they stayed on task. She didn't let many of the questions get past her. Um, she, of course, had the control of the mute button, which I still feel was underutilized. But. Um, all in all, she was able to make sure that the time management for each speaker was pretty much uh, distributed evenly. So big yeah. ups to her. You know, she still had pressure from higher ups because I would have laid on that mute button the whole time <laughs> certain people were speaking. Also, this is a good time to remind you all that the views of the Urbanist Unfiltered hosts are not the views of the Houston Area Urban League Young Professionals Organization or its affiliates. That's right. Steph, you're so timely. <laughs> this is personal. <laughs> okay. Um, Who you got? I have for Glow this month a couple of different people. First of all, I want to give a Glow to Outcast, and I got to give a Glow to my best friend Trina for for showing me the tweets. I don't know what Big Boy is doing over there, but it's feeling very albumish. It's the 20-year anniversary of Stankonia. I don't know if we're going to get a new song or a new album, but if y'all go pay attention to his social media, it's it's looking a little Beyonce Uh-oh. marketing-ish over there. Hey, you know, they're they one of my favorite groups, so I'm all into that. I'm glad you put me on. Listen, I don't want to get my hopes too high because my friend is out here playing woodwind instruments in Starbucks, you know. <laughs> 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 I don't mind. If he want me to meet him while he playing the oboe, that's fine. Whatever kind of way Andre wants to meet me, I will meet him where he is. Oh, but, you man. Know, the studio experience is so different these days. 
I, I could definitely see those two being in a studio and, and having the exact same chemistry. But even if they wanted to do it separately or there were legal battles, I, I just have hope in my heart that mm. that album could come and, and give us all some of the much uplifting that we need right now. Uh, my other glow, because I have two this month, is uh, black women. Black women. Black women. I'm going to give a separate shout out to women of color. But this shout out ain't for you. I said, (laughs) men, I just love y'all so much. Y'all do everything and you do it with such grace. I just, oh my God, I love us. I just honestly could not fathom being any other kind of woman because I would be over here trying to be a black woman. So I get it. I really do. I get it. It doesn't mean it's right or I support it, but I do feel like I understand it. Black women, uh, Jazz, our producer, just held it down for a National Urban League Young Professionals program, did the damn thing. Mm. Everybody in the Urban League, every woman I've seen in the Urban League is a powerhouse on her own. But I have so many family members and friends and I see so many women on the Internet. My partner, KJ, that we're going to talk about a little bit later, I just love us and let me just say because it is necessary for me to say in 2020 that doesn't mean i love the rest of you any any less i'm not talking to you this this portion ain't for you right i'm talking to my black women and Mm -hmm. i want you to know i see you sis i love you i love the work that you're doing i am so proud of you what they be saying is that essence magazine you did it again queen (laughs) i love us okay that's all that's what's up. Yeah, uh, I would like to second that, and <laughs> that's Thank all I got. <laughs> I love black women too. <laughs> you know what, Chris? You do. I do. I mean, you to do. death. Like, I got a black mother. I got black sisters. You know, I got black friends. I got, you know, I love y'all. I mean, for I the most part. For loving us. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Much appreciation there. So we got grow. Uh, I don't have anybody that I want to give any uh, big ups for growing and or, uh, yeah, I just don't have anything for the grow moment. What, what about you? Yeah, I got a need to grow. Okay. <laughs> also for, for black people of a certain kind, for black people who think that they can meet with this leader, if you can call him that, of the free world. And they think that anything after this conversation is going to change. You are up, bro. <laughs> you are being used. <laughs> you are a photo op. So while you sit up here talking about whatever you thought you were going to get out of that experience, I really want you to understand you're not going to get it. If you walk into a pig pen, expect yourself to walk out dirty. Mm. Mm. I don't understand why y'all can't get that concept and I see more and more black people doing it oh lord I just don't know why y'all think that conversation is going to be fruitful and I really kind of tried to understand it way back when Steve Harvey did it and Marjorie a black woman told him don't walk yourself up in it he did it anyway and I said you know what maybe Steve thought he could provide some insight. But when we get down to October 2020, November 2020, and I see Lil Wayne posting tweets, mm. I don't get it. Mm. I don't yeah. care if you feel like you got a contract for Black America. It's not being heard in that cabinet. So cut it. 
I, I'm going to second that. Grow, <laughs> grow, grow, grow. Uh, so what do you think? What do you think it is? Because I mean, like you said, it's been three and a half years since the the occupant has been in the White House, and you still have people that are, you know, reaching out to him, saying, "Hey, we we just need him to listen to us. He'll sit down with us and listen." And what what do you think motivates them to to do that? Me personally, I think it's two things. I think it's either a misguided sense that they can change what's going on and and influence that man's opinion. You cannot. That man is not human enough. He doesn't have enough humanity to be influenced by your opinion. Or it's a proximity to power, in which case you don't have enough humanity to see how damaging this is to your entire culture. Mm. One or the other, it's not going to work. Grow. Grow. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep saying it. I want to say grow up so bad, but these are very, very grown people. And I'm not trying to be specifically pointed here, but if we're talking about the subsect of Black people that this is, they are a particular gender. And they do all fall into the same kind of socioeconomic status. Uh, well, yeah, I mean... I would have a hard time refuting that. Man, that's that I'm at. <laughs> like, as opinionated as I am and as ready as I be to just spit fire, I can sit and listen to somebody else's opinion and receive it and rethink my position if that's necessary. I want y'all to know Chester Cheeto cannot re. Let me not disrespect Chester like that. I want y'all to know <laughs> this person in the White House with this spray tan and did you see he got tracks? Oh, did y'all see them tracks? That no. like he had the little comb in, and I was like, "What? We can see your tracks." <laughs> I thought it was a, man. Tell me they didn't they didn't zoom in on him. Yes. He became a victim of Instagram. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> zoom in. That zoom in option be killing people, boy. <laughs> Like, I don't wish harm on other human beings, but when you have spewed so much hatred and literally created so many dog whistles that can be heard by everybody, when you are empowering racist and racism and oppression, I just grow. Sorry, y'all. Nah, you are good. I almost said his name and it went down the wrong way. Hey, that's a that's a snapshot. That needs to be in the intro. Right. I almost said his name and it went down the wrong way. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> Woo! I had to go get cleansed in the holy water. My bad. Um, All right. you know what? Jesus stopped me right there because he knows that I come a little close to just wishing that would stop. So again, I don't wish harm on any human, but when you're being as detrimental as that man is being. Meeting with him is not going to change that. Man, speaking of meetings, I want to uh, move and transition this to straight up no chase and want to bring up our girl KJ. Hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Catch that segue. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, KJ, um, she uh, has delivered a scathing rebuke of 
I don't even know what to call the scathing rebuke of, but she just gave the police commissioner's uh, board uh, earful. And I really want y'all to take a listen to it. We're going to put the link in the notes and y'all can really check her out. Yeah, I honestly wish we could play the whole almost three minute clip live. I know we can't, but KJ told the truth and she prefaced it with I'm not nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I understand that this opinion is coming from a place of, of realness. She told this board, called them out by name. And what really impressed me is if you watch the video clip, she looked and knew where every person she was talking about was sitting. Mm. You did this. You did that. Mm-hmm. You showing up early because you think you care, but you don't. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to call presence. you as well. I think we should tear this whole building down or turn it into some apartments. Luxury affordable apartments. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it for you all, but it really brings up an important point. Any citizen can go to a, a city council meeting. These are public elected officials and they work for you. And in Houston, everybody has two minutes. And as you will see from this clip, a lot can be said in two minutes. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is she is a shining example of being uh, aware of her local politics. Yes. You know, we constantly preach that on our in our political segments is that, you know, the presidential uh, election is just one piece of it. You also got all these these local pieces, which are more directly which individuals are more directly impacted by. So. Yeah, definitely check her out and, I mean, maybe even let her be an example for you. Yeah, and what was really important about what she did as well was she Mm. was well-researched. Yeah. She didn't just get up there talking out the side of her neck about how she felt. If you want to do that, you got two minutes to do that as well. But if you have some facts to back up what you're talking about, that's even better. Yeah. Absolutely. And she isn't the only one. There is also another clip out there of a gentleman uh, calling out uh, a commissioner who was looking at, I believe, Target ads, um, actually shopping on Target while he was up there talking about, you know, justice for black people and George Floyd. So, you know, again, holding the local politicians accountable, just like you want to hold the president accountable. So that doesn't even make sense. You don't shop online at Target. The store is the experience. <laughs> shop online at Walmart and Amazon. Oh, who that knows? Shows you were just trying to do anything except listen to injustice and what black people need from you as an elected official. And that means you need to be voted out. Yes, definitely. Clearly, you're not paying attention to the people that put you in office. And you know what? I actually really love the idea of having city council calls or having the ability to have members of the community be able to zoom in even as a future idea, because the trick bag is you have two minutes at every city council meeting, but they're like on a Tuesday at like 11 a.m. You probably Mm -hmm. can't get off work to go, but I can zoom in and tell you how I feel. At least for two minutes. Yeah, I think that's that would be worth it. And then they could schedule it, line people up. But I think they designed it that way so they won't get as much participation. But it would be really nice if Zoom changed that for the better. 
Yeah, absolutely. To increase the public participation as a whole. Yeah. Um, give people greater access to it. Speaking of participation, Chris, you got you got a homecoming celebration you're going to somewhere? Uh hell no. Um, <laughs> Jazz, uh, tell me what he's won. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Cause uh I am not trying to catch the COVID still, even yeah. though I am tired of being um, you know, uh socially uh distant from our normal activities it's a necessary you still gotta be cautious out here i'm gonna tell you i made a visit to atlanta recently and atlanta is wide open as uh as advertised um so is new orleans i mean wide open people walking down bourbon street with their drinks in their hand no mask like it ain't no pandemic out here like just regular like um atlanta was interesting uh i've been to la la was actually the most uh cautious as a society than you know saint well not yeah more than st louis more than atlanta more than new orleans more than we are here in houston um but you know i I don't know. I'm just not trying to get in the routine of my regular thing while this while these numbers are going up. I know homecoming is really important, <clears throat> but I would really urge everybody to take a second look because I think we're about to get a wave like this country has not seen since COVID started. I was just doing some research online and over 200 million people have bought tickets for the holidays to travel. Mm. That means you're going to be mixing big city folk with small town folk. You're going to be mi- mixing coasts and states and stuff like that. So where somebody may not have had it in their small town, they could go visit family and come back with it. And then their small town is doomed because imagine how fast that's going to spread. Mm-hmm. And their access. to Go ahead. My bad. Oh, go ahead. And, and the access. Once you get to those rural places, their access to health care is limited. You know, so, I mean, they don't have a medical center to just drive down the road to like we do. Yeah. And you have family members of generations that are going to be mixing. I miss my grandmother. I have not seen her because I cannot risk it. She's elderly. I'm immunocompromised. But also, I don't need to bring anything into her house and I don't need to get anything from her house. We just Mm -hmm. are in a a period of separation right now. And if I can't see my granny, y'all cannot go to homecoming. Y'all can y'all can stay at home this Thanksgiving and get you a turkey dinner delivered just for this year. If you do it now, we won't have to do it again in 2021, because in my mind, we already looking at not getting outside till the summertime of 2021. The way we acting. (laughs) We about to enter into our flu season. (laughs) Mixed with this COVID. And they got these kids in these schools and, you know, they just a bunch of germ catches and passes like that's just what they do. And ah, yeah, it, it, it makes me nervous. And it yeah, it's it makes me nervous. I, I just hope that people are um, have good practices. That's all. That's like the best I can ask for. I'm going to try not to criticize them because I get it. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, just try to do the best that you can. Be as cautious as you can. Don't be reckless. It's okay. That's what I'm here for. I'm criticizing you. (laughs) 
if you don't have a mask on, I am absolutely judging you. And I know only God is the judge, but I'm the judge junior, because let me tell you. That's right. Your apathy towards health, I don't understand. Because I could see if this was like, I, I could see if it was optional. It's not. We're talking about life that you're risking here. So I just don't understand. And I feel like when I look at New Year's Eve 2020, it's going to be people in the streets with no mask on and no problem. And do you understand you will not make it to 2021? And the way this virus is affecting everybody so differently and the way it attacks your system so aggressively scares the crap out of me. Yes, yeah, I mean, we don't we still don't know what the full aftermath effects are, even if you do survive it. Right. So you catch it. It, it does something to your body. They don't know how how much it deteriorates your respiratory system. Okay. Um, you know, they don't know how it's how if your body even fully recovers from it. You know, you might be carrying something that's just slowly eroding away at you. Uh, we don't know yet. So, again, like I said, be safe. Uh, no matter what you do, take the the utmost precautions. If you are going to travel, if you are going to um, be with family members, please don't go out here and be at these homecomings out here strolling. <laughs> like strolling and at the barbecues just because you, you know, it's your favorite pastime of the year. Take oh, yeah, that money. Soror is going to be wearing RIP t-shirts. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> Real talk. They need to uh, just chill out for a little minute. It'll be all right. You know, we'll yeah. get we'll get past it at one point, at some point. Today, rest in peace tomorrow. Stay your homecoming at home. That's right. I promise you, these holidays, I know you miss your family. I know you're start crazy. I know you want that good food, but it is honestly a short-term sacrifice so we can all go back outside. I miss outside. And there are people standing in line right now today because it is election day in the U.S. By the time you hear this episode, it will be November the 3rd. There are people standing out in line right now looking at the person behind them like you 5.5 feet instead of six. But I need to get this vote in. (laughs) That is the only time I think it's safe to put yourself out there to risk it. But even so, we're talking about our democracy versus one of the worst viruses I've seen in my lifetime. And a virus is just that, exactly like you said. It doesn't go away. It just, it lies dormant in your system. It Mm -hmm. can come back. We don't know the full effects of COVID. Sure, you should be out for election day, getting your vote in, but then go back home so you can enjoy the results. (laughs) Right. Without the... (coughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I really Uh, can't wait. Quentin to come back and tell y'all all of his opinions on election day on the next episode. Whatever happens, our lives will be forever changed by the next time we get together to record this podcast. So go vote. Um, if you're listening to this podcast on the third and you have not gone to get in line and you missed the early voting period, go vote. As long as you're in line, you have the right to vote. As long as you're in line, they cannot turn you away. So go get in line right now. Take your lawn chair. I've seen stories of people with barbecue out there and snacks and doing line dances. You are doing this all for the American democracy, the foundation that this country was built on. And no, it wasn't built with everybody in mind being equal like they want you to believe. But that's why it's important for you to go vote. Very much so. Very much so. And since I'm on a roll already today. 
I got time. What? Not you. I <laughs> I don't believe it. I I you know what? It's one thing that I don't believe. I you got you really got time? I got all the time in the world about two very specific things today. First of all, everybody who has sent me an election text, I think that should be illegal. Well, you getting Chad, Stefan, and Carla too? Y'all, no, I got like, (laughs) I got like Mary, Jennifer, and Mark. Y'all have passed around my phone number so much. And I can't stand it. I don't I don't even know at what point these people got my phone number. And what else pisses me off about this situation is I keep getting messages for Sonia. <laughs> I don't yes. know who Sonia is. But Sonia, if you like are from Vegas and you just like wrote one number different, <laughs> ooh, I hope you step on a Lego. <laughs> If you wrote your phone number down wrong and got these people texting, that's a problem. And you know that's exactly what happened too, because <laughs> that's some shit I would do. <laughs> Sonya, come on now, how you gonna do this to your good sis? How? Oh, that's funny. And then I get text messages for Stacy and Valerie, which is my mom and my sister, which further lets me know y'all have dug deep into public record to get this information and I don't appreciate it. If I gave you my phone number, if I was a part of an organization that I freely gave my contact information to, that's one thing. But how? Where y'all getting my phone number from? I don't even give people my real phone number. If you have a 713 number for Stephanie, you have the wrong number. I promise you, my number is not 713. (laughs) I promise you. I'm Houston all day, third ward all day, baby, twice on Sunday. But if you got a 713, that is not me. You'll still reach me, but I, how they got my real number? I'm, you calling my personal phone. You running up my minutes. <laughs> you better stop answering. <laughs> I'm saving it for you, Chris. You love engaging with them people. Hey, you know, I'm I'm I will. I know them by heart, Stephen, Carla. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, you know, I, you know, I didn't reach back out to them at least twice. We didn't had a dialogue already. They tired of me, <laughs> <laughs> so you got to get on their nerves. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you can see the little script because it's like I'll tell them. Um, they're like, will you make a plan to vote? I'm like, I already voted. And they're like, okay, can you help me reach out to other voters? I said, I already do that with the Houston area Urban League Young Professionals. Oh, that's so great. Now you're at a loss for words because right. you thought I wasn't civically engaged. Exactly. Get exactly. your life to get off my phone. <laughs> get off my damn phone. I ain't give you my phone number. <laughs> I'm really annoyed by that. I did not give you my phone number. So her, I, I, I actually donated money to the uh, Warren campaign a while back, mm-hmm. and they, I guess, Warriors for Warren, they be blowing me up. You hear me? <laughs> Warriors. I, I. So I be like, oh yeah. So you want to have this conversation? Let's have this conversation. Why? <laughs> like, but at least you gave them your number. I don't know. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it get passed around. Yeah, I'm I'm very disappointed in this. I got time for that. 
And then the other thing I have time for, which is like a reverse, I got time for, which I also did on the last episode. I really want everybody listening to know that the world is insane right now. I thought I may have been going through a bout of depression or like some kind of anxiety. I thought I was having some kind of mental breakdown. And I realized, and my friend sent me this um, series of tweets from this one lady, and we can drop it in a description as well, because I think it's worth reading, that made me realize my brain has shut down my long-term thinking functions because I don't know what tomorrow is going to be like. Mm. At the end of today, November 3rd, we don't know what it's going to be like. And everything, even the things I have time for, I'm more annoyed, I'm more stressed, I'm more sensitive. A lot of people don't know what their job situations are right now. That's real shaky. A lot of people don't know where their next meal is coming from because in eight months we've gotten one $1,200 payment. Um, You can't apply for unemployment, which a lot of people depend on, but the system is flooded right now. It's just everything just feels so unstable. This instability is really having an effect on my mental health. And I had to be like, you know, I thought it was me at first. And then I realized it's the world and everybody's kind of going through this. So I really got time for y'all giving yourself some some room to feel emotions, giving yourself some grace to understand that there are external forces affecting your internal makeup right now. I really need y'all to know if you feel discouraged, if you feel sad, if you feel unsure, if you feel like you're on shaky ground, that's because we all are. And it warrants dealing with it, warrants talking to my therapist about. I saw a friend tweet the other day. I know my therapist is tired of hearing me talk about politics because it's affecting all of us. We honestly, my women's rights are at stake. Have you seen the Supreme Court and the things that they're trying to roll back and repeal? I I just we could be in the Jim Crow South in two years if we don't do something about it. But then it's like, what can you do? And so you you go down this rabbit hole and you spiral. Even something as simple as what do I want to eat today feels like a gargantuan decision. It feels heavy. It's like, do I want to work in my bed or do I want to walk downstairs to my desk? It, it feels huge mm-hmm. because the world is just insane right now. And I didn't realize it until I was literally talking to my friend And she put it in context for me that actually made me feel better. Like, oh, okay, it's not just me. The world is feeling like this and we should be because it's insane right now. Mm. So I I got time for y'all giving y'all some some mercy and understanding that everything you're feeling is not you turning into the Tasmanian devil. It's the world around you being a tornado. Yeah, uh, I appreciate you saying it. And especially with you know, the circumstances, like you said, people are out here um, worried about their job. They may have they may be facing or experiencing furloughs. They may be exper- experiencing all out job loss where they just completely lost their job. Um, but, you know, they're, the thing that I want to make sure that we do um, with this platform is to make sure that we at least let people know that there are resources out there to help them with that that space while they're in this trial, because Harris County has some programs to help with rental assistance, utility assistance, Mm -hmm. um, to help you kind of to get through this situation. And maybe that will 
free up some of that mental space so that you're not on the edge a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll make sure to put the links in the in the show notes um, to get you access to some of those resources. And if I'm not mistaken, I think there is some some mental health resources that are out there as well. Yeah. And if you use an app like uh, Talkspace or Better Health, they actually have reduced options. Like if you go through the the pay um, process and you get down to the or you're getting to the cancellation, they'll let you know your options for like reducing your payment according to you being out of work or, or dealing with some kind of mental hardship. They'll help you out with that because I definitely recommend therapy. And my therapist, um, I actually got better help for a little while because I see my therapist once a month, but it felt like it was so long in between our sessions and I just needed to talk to somebody right then, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for a month I had two therapists and it worked out just fine because I was able to get those feelings out. And my regular therapist actually recommended an app called Dalio. And you literally just like tap what you did today. Did you eat? Did you walk? Did you drink water? Did you deal with friends? Did you do YP stuff? You know, you can customize the options and then you have a little box where you can write notes and you rate your mood on a scale of one to five. Uh-huh. Well, you're either doing rad or you're doing awful. And I started keeping track of my moods and it helped me to realize that I'm the most stressed when I have to deal with something financial and I'm not quite sure where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. And just identifying that trigger has changed my entire mental health approach and help me to feel so much better because I had to dig deep and I, I'm, I'm going to just go a little deep with y'all. I had to dig deep and realize my source is not a job or where my income is coming from or my next client for secretly social. My source, me particularly, is the Lord. Mm, and on, with man. all this stress going on, I have put that out of my mind because I'm looking at these bills coming in and I'm looking at the state of the world and people who can't spend money because I ain't got no money to spend on these services. And when I made God the center again, it calmed my spirit. But all of that came from me watching on this app, like on every day that I say that I'm bad or awful, what's happening, what's happening and keeping track of what I needed to make me better. So I will definitely recommend that to everybody get a therapist keep track of your moves whether you're doing it on a piece of paper or you got an app um start to recognize your triggers especially during a time like this and then you can handle it better man that's 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 key to behavioral health like that that's that's key to be able to identify you know what's impacting you yeah like those mood swings and those uh those ups and downs Mm -hmm. yeah that's that is major major And we might need a lot of that post-election. Oh, my gosh. A lot of that. Because even even if uh, no matter who gets in, there, there's going to be a transitional phase. So we're, we're likely going to be uh, in for a world of uh, turmoil, <laughs> I would say, um, all the way up until, you know, it's official, official, like when the mail-in votes come in and when the inauguration finally happens and all that stuff, whatever is leading up to that, we got to be able to deal. And, you know, behavioral health. This man has empowered militias to stand outside on election day and gun down Democrats. Really? What? Go do your research. (laughs) There are people with guns saying they're ready to stand outside and, and ready to do whatever. 
Mm, mm, I just mm. that running in the back of your mind when you know that people are being lynched in 2020 still, when you can call it police and it, <laughs> and I get every situation is different and not everything is racially motivated, but I have a hard time believing a lot of it is not racially motivated. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time grappling with this in the back of my mind when I got to be on back to back Zoom calls for the next eight hours and then try to make myself some dinner and then try to figure out what am I going to do for relaxation. And a lot of us are conditioned to turn to our vices, drinking, smoking, sex, you know, general things. But those are momentary and they're not going to solve the issue. And if you're not careful, you'll develop another issue trying to deal with the issue that you didn't deal with in the first place. So heal yourself, calm yourself, still yourself, get a therapist. If it's your, your bag, get in a church, whatever works for you. Start listening to some Tibetan singing bowls, do art. There's so many other things. There's so many ways to handle your mental health. It's unique to you, but, but it's something that you have to take care of. You know what people can do? Mm-hmm. They, can, they can start, I mean, especially post-election. Um, they can start by coming to the general body meeting. Oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I'm growing. I'm growing. I need a grow moment. <laughs> I got him. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So, Hall YP does have a number of events coming up. Uh, Steph, you want to elaborate on those? Yeah. So, November 10th, we have our general body meeting at 6.30 p.m., It will be on Zoom. We're not doing in-person events again just yet. This will be one of our National Day of Empowerment events. The National Day of Empowerment is a national initiative from the Urban League where the YP chapters, the Young Professional Chapters, team up with the Hall Guilds, which is the group that is 40 plus. So you have Hall YP, which is 21 to 40, and the Guild, which is 40 plus. We combine and do an event together, and we work to empower each other and our community. So that will be an excellent program. It's hosted by our Professional Development Committee, and Alicia has been putting in, the chair of that committee, has been putting in some awesome work to make sure that that program is worth it for you to attend. And we'll be talking to our elders. You can always learn something from your elders. So come out to the GBM National Day of Empowerment. We honestly hope to see you, and we hope you will invite a friend. Um, Then on November 19th, we have Friendsgiving. Details for that are forthcoming, but Friendsgiving with Hall YP is always a good time. It's actually one of my favorite events um, that we've hosted, even when it was way back at Sterling House. Oh, that was a good night. (laughs) I remember Chris was there with his his drinking hand. You know, we ain't going to talk about it. I would just say it was was real good. There are no images. You can't prove it. Uh, Actually, I do have it. Oh, man. I got the receipts. I ain't gonna do you like that, but I got receipts. Yeah, I remember. Lord remembers. Um, then on November 21st, we have our annual Phillips 66 Day of Caring, where we will be volunteering with some different churches and giving out some food for the holidays. We cannot wait. The, the Day of Caring is always such an awesome event. Last year, we had 68 volunteers show up and show out to make sure that these families have food to eat. And this year, there's a limit on the volunteers per hour because of COVID, of course. 
um, but we wanna make sure that we still have a full roster of volunteers. So if you'd like to volunteer for that or attend any of these other events, you can go to hallyp.org slash events. I'm so proud of the PR and marketing committee. We have debuted a new website. What? So make sure you check that out. It is beautiful, it is informative, and you can register for everything there. Awesome updates, awesome updates. Uh, I'm going to take this time to once again shout out to the producer Jazz um, that does an amazing job for us. Um, you know, she jumps on, she creates features, she edits, she gives us content, she creates the outline. Yes. The the lady is dope. Yeah. She's just dope. Clips. Yeah. We appreciate you. We and love you, Jazz. That's right. And with that, that concludes this episode. You got anything up? No, just thank everybody for tuning in to the Urbanist Unfiltered. We will be back next month to give it to you straight up. No chaser. There you go. Y'all have a good one. Peace. <laughs>